he's gone. Yeah. Hey, Papa. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Do you have cake? <gasps> Ooh, is that milk? No. Oh, nom, 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 nom. Cold. Oh, yeah. Monster? Cold. It's cold. Yeah. Cold. Cold? <laughs> Can you say hi? Hi. Hi, What's everybody. It, buddy? Wave, say. <laughs> say, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. Get a hair on your tongue? All right. <laughs> Action happening here, man. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? It's good, man. Good, good, good. Good times. Good, good, good. Good times. What's up, Shane? Shane, what's up, man? All right, man. What do we got on the docket today, bro? Let's talk about it. Let's do this. Man, I just get get pumped up. Like, every time we we get on here, we have somebody start talking about J-Dub and Jalen Williams. Um you know, typically not together, but J-Dub recently has put on a lot of weight and gets me excited. But one of the things that I want to talk about, something I've observed in the G League or G League is the summer league was Jay will Jalen Williams. He was always attached to the hip. What's up, Camille? To Chet. Every single time, man. Jay will and Chet were always together. I think that that's something that should be definitely looked at. I love the idea of them playing together the way that uh, Jay Will absorbs that contact, allowing Chet to, you know, take a little bit of contact, but not all of it. So I really like that. But the reality is, is watching J-Dub and Jalen Williams this year is going to be one of the most exciting things for player development that we've seen as Oklahoma City th- fans ever. Damn. All right. I mean, so J-Dub, we've heard a lot about him recently. He's got he's on the um, practice team for Team USA. Amazing, man. Yeah, but, um, and Jay Will, what do you think he can bring to his game? Well, first of all, Jay Will played, what, uh, 40-something games last year, and he had 43 charges, all right? He takes charges like nobody's business. If he does something similar where he averages a, a charge a game this year and he plays 75 games, you know, he's going to, like, make people's eyes pop out. But if he plays 75 games... Wayne, I, what's up, guys? I have no doubt in my mind that if Jay Will plays 75 games, we're looking at somebody that will get close to breaking the record four charges in the NBA in a season. I think it's at 109 or something like that. Um, so that's something that I, I'm circling and I'm saying, you know, it's 100% doable. So if he does that, Jay Will does that, breaks that record or gets close to breaking that record and Chet is allowed to go out there and do what he does and he stays healthy and he gets, I don't know what, you know, an average of four, five blocks a game. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of thing that we could be seeing. I don't think that Jay Will and Chet are going to play this enormous amount of time together as like um, quote unquote starters, because I do think that Jay will be coming off that bench, allowing J dub to start just because I feel like J dub J dub's game fits the Thunder's team with chat on the floor way better at this point of their stage in their careers. So I'm excited about that part. So there's going to be opportunities to start within, you know, not maybe being the original starting five back to back, things like that. We're assuming Chet will you know, give up that spot in the lineup. So there's opportunities, more opportunities than maybe we can anticipate. And then on top of that, you know, J-Dub, um, he can shift over at any point to the two or the three. Exactly. So if there's an opening there. It's the there, rotation, man. Right. It could, it, all sorts of things can happen. Um, for J-Will, I think one of the things I look forward to is kind of like an evolution of what we saw at 
the end of last season, which was his playmaking. There was a lot of situations where he became one of the best passers on the court. He's really creative. Um, he's like a sponge when he picks up things from other players around him. And I noticed like after watching Sarge play for a little while, he became a better outlet passer. Mm. And he started the fast break with the dribble off of like a running rebound dribble and get up the court. Um, I felt like his game really started to take on more of a playmaking element. So there's going to be an element like some players shot really well with the, um, behind the arc last year, and they might not be able to maintain that. Sure. So that's my question is maybe he won't maintain that, but like he could become a better playmaker and ultimately have a better year, even though his three point shooting percentage isn't as high. Yeah, no, right. Absolutely. What's up, James? Um, no. And, and I, I think you're looking at J dub. If he just gets better and more efficient at his mid game and his attacking um, did what kind of what Shay did, you know, like Shay with the Clippers, he did a pretty good job um, showing his showcasing his game. Uh, but year two, when he came to the thunder, you know, like I felt like he he was a different player because the ball was demanded to be in his hands. You know, where J Dub now the ball is gonna be demanded to be in his hands. I would rather him, you know, going to the hole, attacking the middle of the the um, um, zone or zone the offense or the defense because I look at J Dub and what he can do, and it's to me it's like, how many players do you think can stop J Dub going to the hole in the NBA? Like Marcus Smart, probably some of these guys that are like, you know, you know, like premier defenders in the league can probably step up and do some crazy things. But the reality of the matter is, if you look at J-Dub and you're saying him cutting to the hole and then pulling up for a jumper, there's going to be very few guys that are going to be able to stop that. So for me, if he goes out and averages less than a three-point shot a game, like um, like Shea did this last year, man, we're, it, it's it's huge for us because that means we have another player that rather gets to the middle, that rather gets to the hole than is comfortable taking his his three point shot. And and why does that come into play? Is because when you're having a player like that, that's that's following Shea, that's following Dort, that's following these other guys in the system that we run. It's just attack downhill, attack downhill. Guys like Jay Will, guys like uh, uh, Isaiah Joe and Trey Mann, they get lost behind the scenes. And that's the most deadly thing that happens in our offense is that when those guys get lost, because when those guys get lost, everybody scrams the second they touch the ball, trying to get out there, right? If it's a missed three-point shot, that's right. We got, an, we got an advantage on the offensive boards now because they spent so many guys that are going out there trying to stop Isaiah Joe or Jay Will or whatever it is. Like we've seen it time and time again. The way that we play our offense makes teams scramble at the very end. And when they scramble, we're able to attack that offensive board with a ferocious style. And it's, it's crazy. I just get excited about it when we're, when we're looking at it in the long picture of everything and saying J dub attacking allows this to happen. And it's bro, I'm telling you next thing we're going to see is, is I believe that we're going to see somebody like Isaiah Joe shoot 42% from three point range. I think we're going to see Jade um, will shoot like 40% from three point range. And, and these other guys that are the catch and shoot guys that we want taking those threes like that. Well, it excites me. It excites me to think about J Dub, you know, getting another year of ball handling skills and sure, um, stronger as he jumps because he was one of the best, you know, leapers in the league. But I think he can finish through even more contact now. So much contact, man. Um, so you combine that with just like the overall more familiarity with the offense and um, and getting better as a playmaker. Um, like Moani saying, like he did that really well last year, and if he takes that to the next level. Um, then all of a sudden it's like pick your poison because if he can draw two, right, by one bounce get past his man, 
right? And then all of a sudden he's kicking the ball out and we're spraying it like you're saying. They're going to have to leave somebody. And if the ball finds the open man and we will have snipers on the court like Isaiah Joe um, and we bring, you know, Casey well, Wallace along. Go ahead, Dave. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm echoing what you're saying. It's that offense right there. Why is our offense way more advanced than these other teams that are have the offense, these young teams, these even um, veteran teams in the league? Our offense is, is way more advanced than any of these other teams. And, and I keep going back to it is because of the way that we understand of how to get to the hole, how to cut. We're not settling with, um, you know, ISO basketball anymore. You know, that's like the ISO game is, yes, once in a while we'll she, she, um, see um, Shea wave off a pick or whatever else like that. But ISO basketball like that, it's not something you see very much anymore as the game is morphing. It's why that we say that you can insert Chet into this lineup. You can insert J-Dub into this lineup and Shea into this lineup. And now you got a 50-win team. It's why these other teams are sitting there going, shit, we did the right idea. We had the right idea for a rebuild, but we didn't execute it perfectly. You look at Oklahoma City Thunder, they've got their whole team now. Everything has worked out. You can insert Chet here and you're like, hey, Chet, you go out there and do what you want to do. If Chet goes out there and averages 20 points a game, Right? Everybody's like, holy shit, we weren't expecting that. Well, he's doing it with inside the system. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, the system isn't designed for, for Victor. The system isn't designed for Shea. The system is designed for a team basketball. You insert the players to make that team basketball better and good. And what you have is you got a team that's going to be looking at, at people are going to be looking at and saying, how did a small market team get to this level? You know, like Oklahoma City has the 20th biggest city in, the, in America, I think it is, right? So, and it's the sixth largest growing city in America. Really so, 20, I thought it was much smaller than that. I so, it was like the it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. At what point can you say that Oklahoma City is a small town still, small market still? And, and that's what I keep saying is the only way to make it so that Oklahoma City isn't a small market anymore is by expanding it to the world. What does Sam Presley do? I mean, FIBA's coming up, Mark. We've been talking about FIBA a lot, you and I. I mean, look at what Sam Presti has done. He's put a team together that's FIBA approved, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and we talk about it, like, all the time being really good for the city as far as, like, bringing in people from around the world. And now our best players are from all over the country or all over the globe. So I definitely think of it as a big-time, you know, recruiting tool for the state, you know, for bringing in new residents and getting – the word out that there uh, out there that there is a place that you can live named Oklahoma. Um, I think some people are still surprised about it, but not so much anymore now that the Thunder have been out there, you know, telling the good news of the prairie, bro. Man, um, do you remember when we first moved out of, uh, or at least I moved out of Oklahoma, um, like sixteen years ago, fifteen years ago, and um, people in Georgia would ask me, "How is it to live in Oklahoma?" You know, because we moved to Georgia and I would say, yeah, you know, we still live in teepees and, you know, um, have um, horses riding downtown Oklahoma City and stuff like that. Bro, every single time people are like, really? Yeah. Like they actually believe that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> people have no idea that yeah. Oklahoma City is actually a pretty cool like little city. <laughs> not not until they got <laughs> drones up in the sky showing uh, Paycom Arena or Chesapeake Arena. And I was like, hey. Yeah, hey, that motherfucker is lying. Man, listen, that, that new arena that they're talking about, that David Holt, um, Holt came out and uh, Mayor David Holt came out and said, 
they're going to be putting up is outstanding, man. A billion dollar arena. They're going to be putting it up where the Cox Communication Center is going up. Um, it's going to vote for the Oklahoma City um, people. Um, they say it's going to most likely pass and fly in colors, meaning that Oklahoma City is going to keep the Oklahoma City Thunder for many, 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 many years to come. So that's huge, man. I'm excited for the city. Uh, this is all brand new stuff. David Mayor uh, Mayor David Holt, he has been like the front run, um, runner for all of this stuff and making sure that it gets done, recognizing how important the Oklahoma City Thunder is going to be to the city for next 15, 20 years. Yeah, dude. I saw he was making a push toward it, and I thought it was the right time. Um, you know, going for a um, rebuilt arena in the middle of a team going in, in doing a rebuild yeah. is, you know, that's a big ask for a mayor, but it showed his belief in the fact that this was going to work out. And this all comes back to, like, last episode we talked about a lot, Sam Presti. You already mentioned him a few times. And... It's really impressive to see just like this overall thing going. Uh, last episode, we had a, quite a bit of discussion about where Wiggins was on, you know, the team. And if you look at it, like how far we've come sure. since just a couple of years ago, the draft, what we were looking at as far as second round picks and how much playing time they got. This is such a different thing because I looked at it and um, like guys like JRE and Wiggins, Trey Mann, they got a tremendous amount of playing time as rookies. Sure. Uh, so much playing time that like they were it's it just wasn't really realistic that they would maintain that playing time as the team got more players. Um so this year, rookie playing time is going to be hard to get. We've come a long way and it's been incredible to see how fast it's happened. But like this this rebuild, when you when you get down to the studs and you push out all of the um the picks as far as you can, it takes several years before your roster is flushed with NBA talent again. And that's been, that's been working out, but slowly. And here we are. I mean, how much playing time can Keontae Johnson really expect? Do you know? Well, let's just, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this because I'm going to throw you on the spot. You do it to me all the time. Um, How do you rebuild while competing? The most important thing is have other people's draft picks for the later part of it. But like, 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 that's what I keep coming down to because that's what the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to have to do. They're going to have to compete while rebuilding because you cannot sit here and say the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to be able to sign every single person to a second max deal. We're not. We're going to have to be getting rid of and going through other players before that. So for me, I'm looking at it and I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for the players that we get when we get them. But I also know that there is inevitable. The NBA is is a you know if you're a really if you're a good player you get to play ten years. If you're a really good player you get to play fifteen years. If you're a superstar you get to play twenty years. You know, like that's it, man. You think that's you know it's it's not a long time. So for me, I want to enjoy and and observe how Shea and and Giddy and Dort and um, J Dub and Chet are all on the court this year because this could be the last year that all five of them are starting for the Thunder. And I want to enjoy it because it's just going to be rotating these guys as they come. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing we learned before is like you can have a young team and it feels like it will last forever, but there's no fucking guarantees. There's no guarantees. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And Shane, I, I know what you mean. Like it was one of those classic, if you build it, they will come mm-hmm. um, stadium builds and they were able to do it on a budget and um, 300 million, I think, right? 
Yeah, and then I think they came back and did like a $295 million Extension. upgrade or something, you know. But in the end, like, yeah. I mean, it was definitely... Um, I remember when David Stern went to Oklahoma City and he was like, um, good luck with the NHL. And that was pretty much that. Ouch. What a Everybody dick. felt like it was going to be... Like, that was the final thing until Katrina hit. And then it was like, wow, we got this really cool stadium. Let's let's use it. And then from there... Do we have them for one year or was it like a year and a half? I thought it was... Is it, it, for us, it was two years. I, I remember watching... I remember I watching a lot of games. I don't think it was like a full two years because the second year, I think they were playing games down in New Orleans. Let, let's be honest. I remember going downtown Oklahoma City and walking around and people handing out tickets that were employees just to get people yeah. to go into the games. <laughs> yeah. Like, please just go to the games. We got to prove to the NBA we can have a team. And like, and people would always go. I mean, it was Chris Paul's rookie year and second year. But man, I remember going downtown Oklahoma City and getting trashed off my ass and just finding tickets anywhere and everywhere because they just want people to go and fill in the fans. Carson, is Isaiah Joe going to be the highest paid player coming off the bench in the near Ooh. future? Um, Here's the thing about that is if, if he is, it's going to be a very short amount of time for the Oklahoma City Thunder because we're not going to have a lot of space to be able to pay six men, seven men, like high-end money. You know what I'm saying? Like there comes a spot where it's going to be our second and third year players that are our bench players, you know? Like I, I, I've never seen a varsity team like set up like this before. You know, like you got your varsity, and your JV, you got your your guys that you can come in and play right away. Then you got your backup guys that are designed to play limited minutes and earn more minutes. Like the way the Thunder have designed um, to get playing time for these players is is truly spectacular. And I don't know, man. I look at Shea and I say you know, 75 games, you know, 72 games. That's the goal. You know, that's what goal with any of our top players is 70, 70 to 75 games. Like you, you let those guys have that. Well, you're still putting out between 12 and seven games that these guys are missing. You know, you guys can do the minutes yourself. You can start adding up. Oh, okay. If you do that, 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 this player gets, you know, seven starts, this player gets nine starts, this player gets this, you know, like, it starts understanding of how you can start uh, managing time while developing players. And that's the thing that's exciting for me is that, you know, if we were talking about five or 10 players, that's cool because even 10 players are exciting, but that's not what we're talking about, man. We're talking about 15 players and then three two-way players. So we got 18 players that are ready to play any given night, man. 18 and it's going to be one of those situations where our 18 is going to be better than their 18. And that's what that's what we're talking about for the future. The, the way the Thunder are going to be played is it's not our five versus your five. It's our team versus your team. You know, yeah. like, and that's it. Like, you didn't you didn't bring your, your team didn't bring your A game. It's not going to be like, well, Damian Lillard, how did you feel that you dropped 55 points and the, it just wasn't enough? Well, they got a complete team over there. How, how do you compete uh, compete with that? Like, I could score 55 every single night, and it's not going to matter. And that's the thing about it, is that that's what this team is going to be capable of doing, is team basketball, kick them in the face, kick them in the nuts, make sure that they know that you're there, and then make their life miserable from um, um, sun up to sundown. And that's what the Thunder are going to do. They're not, nothing's going to be easy. You get down the lane, you can get swatted by Chet. You get down the lane and get past Chet, well, guess what? You just ran into Jay Will. 
And I can guarantee you that does not feel good. Yeah. Stand him up, Jay Will, and Chet will knock it into the second row. I love it, bro. Um, what else we got, man? Obviously, um, FIBA's a, what, 32 days away, something like that? Something, something close, man. You got, you got some great brackets, man. I, I'm excited about what's going to go down there. Canada, U.S., Australia. Um, you know, I, did Poku make his country's team? I know he's injured, but I don't, I don't know if that took him out of it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing. So we, we've, got, we've got some players that we're definitely going to be watching. I, I hope that we're going to be doing some live shows when Australia plays um, and when the U.S. plays because I, why not? You know, if we have one or two players that we can watch, I feel like we should be doing a live show. I agree. We but. should do that for sure. We got to get the um, the Colin show. Let's okay. Let's get that next week, man. All right. So Colin show. We're gonna start talking about that more and more. Let's let's head up for next week. If um, if you guys have any um, concerns or questions about that, we'll make sure we do it. Um, was yeah. I I, I don't. Drop, that's it, man. All right. I think we can drop a link in the chat, right? And then anybody who's in the chat can yeah, yeah. jump Colin. into like a. Uh, I think there's a waiting area, and then from the waiting area, we can bring them in. Um, we're gonna have to mess around with the the features yeah. and the functions we'll, we'll of this. We'll maybe start we'll it do, up. Maybe we'll oh. do like a members only first week to just um, test Figure out. it out. Just also, to- guys, real quickly before we get going, Mark's birthday is tomorrow, so make sure you guys wish him a happy birthday. Oh. He is uh, Thanks, turning Dave. up. What? Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's turning. He's turning thirty um, something years old. That's all I'll say. So younger than me, but he's still thirty. <laughs> All right, man. All right, guys. Take it easy. See ya.